Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Rickia, and this is episode number 331 of the podcast. It's the 10th of August, 2022, as I record this intro. And we have a new episode this week. Jay Williams is a former teacher and new unschooling dad of two young children. I first spoke to Jay when he was about two months into his unschooling journey in episode 290. It's been a year now and we had so much to catch up on. Jay and I talked about the inner work of de-schooling, the joy of unschooling, routines versus structure, and the way unschooling expands into all areas of life. Our conversation was so rich that we ended up talking for almost two hours. And so as not to overwhelm you, I've broken up our discussion into two episodes, with the second half coming out next week. I hope you enjoy learning more about Jay's journey. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to returning patron Megan Valmas. Hi, Megan! I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support is instrumental in keeping the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now, please enjoy the first half of my conversation with Jay. Welcome. I'm Pamela Riccia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Jay Williams. Hi, Jay. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. Now, you were on the podcast last year. That's, that was episode 290 and you spoke then about leaving your job as a teacher and you were about two months into unschooling and de-schooling. <laughs> so I'll put the link in the show notes so that listeners can go back and listen to that. And I am so excited to connect with you again and hear how your first year unfolded. So to get us started, can you just give us a bit of an update about you and your family and what everybody's interested in right now? So um, my kids, they're into sea creatures. That's their thing. Um, they've, I think even they were into it. That was like the beginning when we last spoke, but they've started to get a little more of a deeper dive in, into it. Like my daughter, I feel like she just randomly comes up with facts about siege creatures I've never heard of, like like any fish and whale sharks. And, oh, that's not really a shark or a whale. And it's the biggest blah, blah, blah in the world. And like she just, you know, it's just all these random facts. My um, So they love this show. Uh, it's a little cartoon animated show. It's called Aquanauts or whatever, Octonauts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they get a lot of their information from. Uh, speaking of that, actually. So my daughter absolutely loves tv like she that's her thing she she's just a visual she loves the stories she loves the characters she just really really loves tv um my son he's really into like games now i'm noticing like uh he wants to play uno all the time and racco and and you know different games like you know where other people are involved and stuff like that um so um with me i'm um 
that's it. My, I guess what am I interested in? It's, it was, I was, when I, when you gave me the questions and, you know, I was thinking about it and, and I was like, I, I guess if I'm being most truthful, what I'm most interested in is kind of figuring myself out and how I fit in this new role, this new world uh, we've created for ourselves during this de-schooling process. Um, you know, they, what's the phrase, you know, every two weeks for every year or something like that of mm-hmm. de-schooling. And so, I mean, I've, yeah, I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been schooled my entire life. I was an educator, you know, went to college, you know, um, taught for a while, a long time, coached for a long time. So I've been in this structure my entire existence, it feels like. And so breaking down that structure and then seeing what's left and rebuilding um, myself into who I want to be and how I want to be and how my life wants to be is, it's been interesting. Let's say that it's been a challenge, I would say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but that's something that I've really, you know, I guess trying to really dig deep into um, lately. Yeah. I think that is, that's a pretty common experience. I think that um, no matter like you're coming from an education background, right? So you, you already, I imagine, understood the richness and the value of learning and, and had your own ideas of how learning happens and learning about unschooling um, excited you enough, you know, to, so that you wanted to do it. Right. And pursue it. Yet along the way, we, we find that it is, it is ultimately so much of our work to do. It's not so much about, okay, now I'm going to help the kids learn instead of them going to school. This is how, what my role is going to be. I'm going to be, you know, championing learning for them and helping them, you know, figure this out and helping them learn, you know, whatever they're interested in, right? Because that's what we come to it with. And then that realization as we get into it that, oh, you know, this is so much about me. And less about them, about needing to direct them or, you know, or even, I don't know, cultivate a certain environment for them to be in. We're going to, I'm sure we're going to dive into that a lot more. So that's good. I'll put a pin in it there because that can be confusing for people because, I mean, we are cultivating an unschooling environment for them. But it's it's the recognition that they're damn good at this already, right? So I don't need to be like on top of them all the time, um, but be more receptive. And then just learning that there are so many, like you said, so many um, layers to peel off or knots to untangle when it comes to us. So much of it is our work to figure out um, who we want to be, like you said, right? And how we want to be in this world and, and the kind of um, family life and relationships with our, with our partner, with our kids. Um, all those are all of a sudden up in the air. Yeah. Right. Because when we first came to it, it's all about the learning. But yeah. then we realize, oh, but no, learning really is all about the life. And it's all about the relationships. And it's all about yeah. how we choose to engage. And 
it's so hard to choose to engage when we have so many layers covering up who we really are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. And it, it's no, no, you're right. Cause that's, um, it's something you mentioned with the relationship, you know, and there's so many various parts of my life where that's so important. You know, when, when I think of even, for example, I coach basketball and I only have that position because of relationships I've built, mm-hmm. you know, the impact that I've had on other people's lives. And then they they use their relationships to, um, you know, share with someone else, um, you know, about, oh, there's here's a person that could be a good fit for for, you know, this school. You know what I mean? And and so that whole thing started so organically, you know, it's not a um, it, it's not a oh, I've coached at the highest levels and, oh, it's not a, you know, I've made this much money or I went to this school or, you know what I mean? Or had these successes and won these championships. It's more of like when I'm around coach, like he makes me feel a certain way. He helps me grow to be a certain individual. Right. And isn't that what you want from the other kids at your school? And so that's kind of, you know, that's how I even get this position where I'm at with something that has nothing to do with unschooling, right? It has nothing to do with traditional education because it's it's even sports. And and it's, so I've realized there's, there's so much of a value that I want to put on like relationships now. And um, like I said, I, I kind of want to pin it because it's just so much I want to dive <laughs> into, but, but yeah, that's. I know because just, just what you said there, Jay, like that I think that is a huge piece of, of the de-schooling is coming to value the things that organically develop, right? To value that process versus the, you know, I have the certificate, I've taught, I coached at this level. I, you know, the things you can show on paper, mm-hmm. which is fine and is great, but to realize it's not the only way and to realize that, oh my gosh, the things that develop are organically are often so much more meaningful to me because they developed organically because those are relationships I cultivated because I enjoyed them or I enjoyed the topic or, you know what I mean? So that the person with the paper may be doing it because it's what they're supposed to do because that's what their papers say. They may not enjoy it so much that they're having those effects on the relationships and, and they're not, they're not so much having that engagement that is personally meaningful to both the coach and the player, you know, the, the deeper level and just coming to um, value that and to realize the importance of that. And then to start leaving room for things to um, develop organically because we have so much less control over the timetable (laughs) and even where it goes. Right. It's so there's so much more trust in, in that process, but anyway, layers and layers peel back. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The ages of your kids, just let people know. Oh, so my, basically four and seven, but they're not quite there yet. They're in the next yeah. month or so, um, they'll be those ages. So, Birthday so yeah, four and seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Let's dive in. Let's oh, dive in. I'm already excited. All right. When we spoke last July, as I mentioned, you've been unschooling for a couple of months and it's been a year now. And of course there have been all sorts of ups and downs, I'm sure. So I was curious to know what you found to be the most challenging aspect of your unschooling journey so far. 
Yeah. So there's a lot to that. Um, all right. So I'm going to start off with, um, so I think everybody says this because I think you ask this question every pod and I feel like I hear so many different answers of the same question. And so I'm going to start off the way they start off. Like the journey is, is mostly about you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's something that I've recognized. We kind of already discussed that. So it's, it's, seeing how much it is about me breaking down these walls and decolonizing my thinking and being more of, um, um, you know, focusing on the whole individual. And in order to do that, you got to really focus on yourself, you know, um, you know, how can you teach your daughter and your son to be gentle and caring and loving, um, and, um, you know, being, um, you know, showing empathy and all these things, right? Understanding and various, if you don't have those things, right? If you aren't um, displaying those things, those skills. And so it's, so it's constantly checking myself, you know, and, and seeing like, wait, why? <laughs> it's like, you know, I guess unschooling is, there's always this question of why, right? So it's like, <laughs> am I doing this because this is genuinely the organic proper thing to do? Or am I doing this because I was just told to do this, right? You mm -hmm. know, that that holds, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the story where it's like, like this family, like they cut their turkey in half and then they put it in the oven and um, and like a granddaughter and asked like, mom, why do you cut your turkey in half before you put it in the oven? Oh, because my mom did. And then the mom asked the grandma, why do you cut that turkey in half because you put it in the oven? Oh, because my, you know, my mom did. And it was like, you go back and forth. And then they, um, then they went back and they saw uh, like, it was something older or something. They said, oh, I only cut my turkey in half because it couldn't fit because our oven was so small. Yeah. Right. So it's like, are, am I cutting my turkey in half because, you know, this is something that's just been passed down to me or am I, do we really need to cut this turkey in half? Right. And that's, and it's been a constant struggle. And I know I'm using a hypothetical, but I'll be real specific. So um, uh, I feel that I'm very contradictory. Like I'll, for example, so I'll, in one breath, I'll say things like, um, I want to unschool. But then in another moment, it's like, I, I realize I thrive in structure and routine. So then there's times where I'm not as motivated or productive when there's no structure and routine, you know? So just, and so finding like slowly getting to that balance of, or that flow or that moment of, okay, like this is the proper amount of structure to, you know what I mean? To, to um, facilitate a happy, loving environment, to be the level of production that makes me feel joy, right? And that helps my, my children see um see their father um being in a place of yeah uh, productivity but also loving and understanding and doing the things that he's great at while helping facilitate our things that we love and that we're interested in you know and that's but it, it feels like i'm contradicting myself you know and and it, another sorry go ahead i know you would well I, are you gonna are you gonna add to that thought or are you moving on to something yeah. else it, yeah so it's like adding to it like even um for another more specific example is with, so I, I have the YouTube channel, like the Black Dad YouTube channel, right? And um, I started a channel because I wanted to show and reflect a father's journey from being a teacher to an unschooler, right? Mm -hmm. But 
I've only really, and I wanted it to be raw and real and honest, right? But I'm scared <laughs> to show that I don't know everything, that I don't have the answers, that I'm literally walking somewhat blind a lot of times, you know? And I'm not sure if my approach this week, this month, you know, this year is the right approach or not. And, and to put that in front of the world seems, you know, it, it, it scares me, right? So it's, it's a contradiction because it's like in one breath, I was like, man, this would be so beneficial to so many people. But then in another breath, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to look like an idiot to the internet, you know, but um, so it's in, and just finding, and I, and I asked this question, I know this was one of our questions, but um, kind of finding that, that, you know, am I doing enough? Like as a father, am I, it almost feels like I'm too focused on myself. Like this last year, it's felt like I've been too focused on myself and not enough on my kids. So it's like when you said earlier, like, let's pin it here. Like, like I was like, yeah, cause I really need to get into that. We're going to definitely need to touch that point of, you know, just kind of cultivate the back. Just, you know, I, I don't know. I'll let you talk. I feel like okay. I'm rambling. Okay. But. Okay. <laughs> okay. We will. Like, that is such a rich question. Am I doing enough as an unschooler? So yeah, we'll, we'll just say we're coming up on that. Um, soon because I am excited to dive into that. I wanted to just touch on because it's another thing that that I think comes up so often <clears throat> for people is relating unschooling to not having structure and routine. Like if I have a routine that feels good to me, I'm not really unschooling. Like for me, that's not how I see unschooling. Like people there are certain what personalities whatever that that thrive on routine like so i i prefer routine over structure because to me routine doesn't ha, doesn't necessarily doesn't have to go by the clock to me structure is like the the things the the dentist appointment the you know trip to visit people like that's the structure that that shows up in our days or you know Swimming lessons, if that's if you guys enjoy that, or or whoever, or whatever people are putting on their calendar. To me, that's kind of structure. But there is also, as as you're finding, like a routine that can also um, feel good to us. Like for some, it can feel very floundering and uneasy to like every moment be thinking of every possibility right? That gets overwhelming fast. And we end up like not really kind of doing anything. Whereas routine, like that's another thing too, that the whole bedtime question that often comes up, right? It's like, okay, well, we don't do bedtime. So then we do nothing, right? Because we don't have a time on the clock that we send kids to bed. Yet bedtime routines can be very comforting for kids, a very nice way to handle transition into sleep. We can realize for ourselves, there are certain things we do to help us transition into sleep. Like the challenge, the only challenge with routines in an unschooling environment, I feel, is if we try to impose them on others, right? Because a routine that feels very rewarding and comforting and energizing to us may not feel like that to someone else, right? Or some kids really enjoy the routine of going to sleep, you know, whether it's a bath, whether it's stories, whether it's cuddle time, uh, a show um, that we watch together as we 
you know, as our energy comes down, um, lying in bed to get whatever feels comfortable for them to transition to sleep. Then there's the other kid who just wants to go, 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 go till they drop on the couch or the floor. And then you carry them up to their bedroom. Like neither one of those is wrong, right? That for me, the unschooling piece is the recognition that we're all individuals and that different things feel good to each of us. And it's about helping our kids and ourselves. Now that we're recognizing this, learn enough about ourselves to see which one feels good, to see which way is helpful or what combination of them. And then over time, we're recognizing what seasons, because that bedtime routine feels wonderful for months or years until it doesn't. And then maybe you're switching up the routine or maybe you're going till you drop because it's just a season of energy, 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 you know, so it's, it's, it's not holding on to, that's why I prefer routine over structure because structure just feels tighter, right? It feels like um, I need, this is a structure to my day. This is what we need to do. Have to kind of comes into it more for me. So it's even choosing the language that works for each person and what feels good. And routine also helps me remember not to impose it on other people. Yet I can talk about it. I can say, oh, I feel really good if I, you know, lie down with a book for 20 minutes um, before I go to bed. Or I have my comfort show and I like to watch that to just, you know, relax for a while before I fall asleep. Because, and that's, that's the other piece is the big piece of as we're um, the bulk of our de-schooling, because we will always be de-schooling and figuring this out because it changes over time. For me, one of the big pieces is self-awareness. What we're recognizing is, oh my gosh, before I can expect self-awareness from my kids, I kind of need it for myself to be able to engage with them. Like I can't talk to them about how I like to go to sleep unless I recognize how I like to go to sleep <laughs> and I understand myself or how I like to learn things or how I kind of choose what food I'm feeling like I want to eat right now, or how I pursue my interests, whether I dive into a passion for, uh, you know, a month, a few weeks, years, or how, or I'm more of a generalist or a scanner or, you know, Renaissance person where I like to have all sorts of irons in the fire and and skip along. But I can't really talk about those things with my child unless I kind of understand them for myself and understand who I am before I can start recognizing, oh, look, my child likes to do this, this, and this, and that's how I can support it. Because I know they like to have all sorts of irons in the fire. So if they're liking dinosaurs, or sea animals, I'm not going to just bring them sea animals because I know they like a few things. Or if they're a deep diver, I'm not going to keep bringing them other things, trying to coax them because I think they're too interested in sea animals right now. But yeah, it's so hard to understand our kids at that level that we can support them or recognize and have conversations with them about um, who they are and their personality and how how they like to engage with the world if I don't understand that in myself, right? Because that's kind of our point of connection and we can totally be different. And that is a wonderful thing because that also helps them see that people are different. This is them. That helps them even, I think, develop their own sense 
of, yeah. you know, autonomy and authenticity because they recognize who they are and what feels good. And it's different than a sibling or a parent, yet it's also celebrated. Like we can be happy about dad's, you know, need for routine and flow um, in his days. And we can recognize that and work with that. And we're also working with how I like to be in the world. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah that's why I wanted to dive into that routine thing. Yeah. because I think that's one thing that we first do when we come to unschooling. It's like, oh, so we don't direct things. So it kind of opens up to all sorts of things, but without recognizing what feels good and works for us, it kind of, if it stays stuck there, it gets kind of chaotic and it kind of gets to a point where we're not feeling comfortable. Yeah. If we're a person who likes some kind of a routine or, or regular flow to our day. Exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> and figuring out that, cause you know, basically with D school, I've, I've just stripped it all down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've li- literally scorched earth. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and now I have the opportunity to build it the way I want it to be. Right. But then the question is, okay, do I want to build a lot of different uh, compartments, you know, like, or do I want to build like one huge mansion or maybe a nice small cottage, you know, or do I want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, industrial type thing? Like, how do I want it to be? And that it gets scary at times. <laughs> I, I was, um, there was this one documentary that I saw, uh, it was done by an unschooler who was, uh, a, I guess, a young adult, I mean, in his 20s. And, you know, he was the, the realization, spoiler alert, but the realization that he went to at the end is that he d- actually didn't like unschooling because he felt like it was just too much pressure to f- build this world on his own. Right. He he would have liked more structure. Right. He would have liked uh, a more um, paved path that, OK, everybody just follows this path to go there. And and, you know, and I think about that. Um, and I, I see what he's saying. I don't quite agree with it completely, but I see what he's saying because it can be overwhelming um, with how different unschooling is and the lack of support that you kind of have. Like, for example, the only unschoolers I know live states away. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no local unschoolers that I know, right? That at least that I have a relationship with. And I've tried, you know, to find people on Facebook and things like that, but it's so I'm only interacting with either homeschooling moms, right, or people who are, you know, just regular schooled, um, you know, pa- parents, right? The kids go to traditional public schools and private schools. And, you know, it, it's you're you're so you're the only examples you see are is an example that I don't like. So I know I don't like that. Right. But then I'm, I don't see enough examples of what I do like. Does that make sense? So it's so it's um so I'm constantly so I feel like my journey is a little slower. Well, and I, I know there's no timeline. Stop <laughs> thinking about that. But um, but I feel like my journey is like a little slower than it could if I had more positive examples. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes a thousand percent sense. Um, I we had no local unschoolers. I mean, I knew they existed. We we tried out a couple of, we still had to drive like an hour or two and nothing really clicked. But for the ones I found that clicked with, I, I, well, I'm in Canada. I drove to the States for conferences 
like wow. once a year so we could hang out with other unschooling families. And that really, it does really help to see that there are other people in the world doing it and absolutely being engaged with other families who had these same um, the same lens that they were seeing things and the same kind of direction that they were walking um, was super important to me. I felt I learned more quickly about unschooling just by, um, at the time it was like an email list, by seeing other people's questions and thinking them through. So it wasn't just about my situation, but I was seeing unschooling through the lens of older kids, through the lens of um, challenges and stuff that just weren't happening in my life. But because I was thinking about them and seeing people process and talk about them through the unschooling lens, that helped me more under, better understand unschooling in principle, right? To see it applied to all these different situations. So I better understood the foundation. And I will just have a little mention for the Living Joyfully Network, which I, you know, started because I found that to be such a valuable part of the journey, which was engaging with other families who were looking at things, looking at life, looking at um, their relationships with their kids, looking at like just day-to-day things with the same goals um, that I had. It was so super valuable. So that is why I ended up, you know, pulling that together because we are, even though there's more and more unschooling families than ever, than there were 20 odd years ago when I started, oh yeah, it's 20 years this this year, Um, you know, (laughs) we're still very dispersed, (laughs) you know, so to at least be able to, you know, every day, just, just pop in and see that there are other families making these choices and to see how um, we can look at all sorts of different situations helps me more foundationally um, understand how unschooling works. And so it helps me see, uh, my it also helps me day to day because it's like oh yeah foundationally this is you know the direction i'm trying to go and then of course we can always post our own questions whether they're unschooling or this particular situation or what we're thinking about like absolutely that is i think that is such a really valuable part of the journey so i can completely see how you're feeling that that's kind of slowing you down that you're not being able to look through that lens as often as you would like to, because looking through that lens and seeing how things um, look and how they might play out and why we might make these choices versus those choices just helps keep us in that mindset. It, it creates so many more connections and a deeper understanding of, of the foundation, because especially in those first few years, the foundation is what you're building, right? Foundation on which you want, you know, your life to unfold, but the more that foundation stays, you know, murky or slushy or whatever image you want, it's harder to walk in, isn't it? (laughs) Well, this is quicksand. This ain't no foundation. (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's right on. That's right on. It's, um, and that, so it's a struggle, but at the same time, you see like so much beauty and, um, the journey of it right so it's so i don't want it to feel like oh it's just just a dark place you know this last year because it's not it's 
it's I mean, just seeing so much. Um, actually, uh, I, I feel like I always keep going ahead because one of the questions was, you know, an aha moment. Okay, and, yeah, um, let's go on to that. What yeah, is your yeah. most valuable aha moment so far? <laughs> so okay. I'm like interviewing <laughs> myself, right? But um, but um, so um, so I told you I coach, and one of the uh, young men I uh, coach, we were having a conversation, and I'm I'm a big I like talking, so <laughs> I'm big in <laughs> conversations. You know, let's connect, let's bond, let's build that relationship, let's build an understanding of each other, and um, and I asked him a question. I was like, you know what, what brings you joy? Like, what makes you happy? What makes you smile? And um, he said he didn't know. And, and you know, and instantly I was like, man, I, and, and I know you're not supposed to compare, but I would hope that if my kids were around his age, they would have at least an idea of what makes them happy. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't know how to get there exactly, but at least they have an idea of it. And that, and then I think about so how so many of us literally go through life like he's still young but but we go through life not knowing what brings us joy not knowing um what makes us feel that level of happiness and and it's if i ask my daughter that shake oh watching tv um <laughs> playing with my dolls pretending you know jai's like being an orca whale and like he'll start doing his little crawl on the floor you know pretending he's an orca or uh what, are, what was they pretending yesterday uh, a leopard oh being a leopard and he was like crawling on the floor but um you know it's and i love that i love that they know what brings some joy instantly like there's no pause no hesitation and i always want them to feel that you know i always want them to um because if what's life for, but to be able to pursue joy, right? Like, I, I think that's kind of why we're here, right? And I, and whatever faith you may have or anything, I think that comes at the, the apex, you know, this, 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 this love, this sacrifice, this, this, um, this peace that you have, right? Um, like a, that, that comes from this understanding of, okay, what are the things in me that I want to continue pursue Right. That helps me become a better version of myself or a deeper, stronger connection that helps me make those uh, those different uh, um, hormones, you know, start peaking. And you know what I mean? And like uh, what, um, you know, gets um, causes me to be stimulated like that's I feel like that's what life is about. That's what life is. Right. If if not, we would just be robots, you know, so um so it's, you know, that's that aha moment. And like, so through, I guess you could say some of my confusion and trying to figure out, you know, balance routine or, or figuring out, am I doing enough? I, I see these moments that my kids are extremely happy. I'm very, very happy. Like my life is so good. I was just talking to my wife literally two days ago. We were saying, man, I feel like life is so good. Like it's, I just feel so blessed. And, um, and I, I feel a lot of that comes from our approach to life now through this lens of unschooling, you know, like it's, we, we just look at everything differently. Um, there's a, one more moment I had where, so this weekend, like I was fresh off the presses, you guys. So <laughs> this weekend we, um, for some reason are, we have two refrigerators. So one in the house and then one in our garage and, um, and the one in the garage just stopped keeping things cold like it's just not being helpful at all 
And, you know, so we go to Costco and all these. So you're buying things in bulk and we put it in that freezer. And uh, I mean, we probably lost like five hundred dollars worth of food because it didn't keep it cold. And um, and my wife and I was like, well, should we get it fixed? And, you know, she said, you know, I feel like this is kind of a sign like we're kind of wasteful. It's like some of this food's been in there for months, like months. Do we really need all this food? You know, why are we just keeping food in our fridge, in our freezer? Like just because we have the space for it. Um, and even in our in the fridge inside, it's like we just have food. Like sometimes we'll see a little container. It's been in the back of the corner of the refrigerator for months. It has mold on it. It's been refrigerated and still has mold. It's like, yeah, that's been there too long. It's like we're just being too wasteful. We're, we're, we need to be more intentional about everything in our life. Like even like how we eat and our buying practices and stuff. We're spending all this time buying food and just throwing it in a refrigerator and then we go out to eat, you know, three, four times a week. And it's like, like, what's, you know, what are we doing? Like, let's, let's find more of a, um, um, a reasonable um, um, balance of how we want to live our lives and what's important to us. And, and, you know, and, you know, we're, we're, we're very um, um, spiritual. So, you know, he said, you know, this isn't God. My wife said, I think this is God's way of telling us we need to kind of get rid of some of this stuff. Like we need to purge, some of these things that are unnecessary and focus in more on things we um, that are more important. Right. Um, and these, and so, so like there's a lot of these random aha moments and I, I honestly feel we won't, wouldn't have had that if we weren't unschoolers. Like it sounds weird, but it's, it's, it's just something that's, you know, th- these moments pop up all the time for us. Yeah. I really, I don't think it's weird because I think what unschooling does is it opens up our, like you said, the why, like all of a sudden we think to ask why about things that are are going on around us, the things that we participate in, you know, because yes, um, before unschooling, it was like, okay, like this is how we do things. This is how the shopping goes. This is how the school goes. This is how visiting relatives go. You know, your life is just filled with the way things are done, right? The expectation that this is the way adults do things. And this is the way adults, you know, treat kids. And this is this is just, just the way life works, right? And it's not until something um, challenges us or intrigues us enough to start to question one thing, right? Like, and it's not even surprising that 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 education and learning was the first thing for you to start questioning because that was where, you know, your interest was. That is where you, your understanding was already deep enough to recognize as soon as you thought to ask why, that as soon as you discovered that there were kind of other possibilities and you started thinking about it, you were already there to see um, the depth of the other, other choice, like the impact of school and that structure and seeing kids really learning and seeing the stuff that you're teaching that they're not remembering three months down the road or, you know, which if you want some stories about that, go listen to our first conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, that, so that was kind of your end too. Things can be different. We don't have to do things conventionally. There are actual, you know, reasons that I can find that making different choices make a lot of sense to me. And once you've done it in one place, (laughs) all of a sudden it becomes easier to to (laughs) 
question things like, oh, look, like, and it wasn't until the fridge, you know, when the fridge broke down, that was kind of the moment, like, oh, we just, that, that was the thing that knocked the routine out a little bit, right? Not that conventional way you do things. It got, you know, knocked out for a moment to give you that moment to say, oh, you know, do we want to just, you know, get back to that system or why are we doing that way? Is there another way that we might like to do it? Yeah, it's, it is so fascinating the way it's an opening to questioning so many things. Again, back to why so much of it is, is about us, yeah. right? It's because it's us noticing all the things that we're doing because that's the way they're done and starting to say, well, is that the way I want to do it? And then I need to understand myself enough to know, you know, what would make more sense for me? What would feel better for me? Um, yeah, that's just, it's so interesting to, yeah, <laughs> just to yeah. see it unfolding for you right now. Yeah, it's, 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 inter- it's, it's opened so many doors. Like, you know, it went from, you know, unschooling to um, being more gentle with my parenting. Um, it's going to like um, trying to be more of a minimalist or even um, like slowing down. Like I actually did my one of my last videos I did was talking about slowing down talking about the contradictions, right? I mentioned earlier. So it's, so I make this video about slowing down and how we just live in such a fast world. Right. And, you know, I talk about the history of it and then how basically unschooling's helped me recognize that let's just pause. Right. And, um, and how we focus so much on consumerism, like everybody wants to just, you know, buy things and to have money and to do this and do that. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, all these things, it's like, like these why questions, like, wait, why am I spending this money? Or why am I, even though when someone asked me, oh, what do you, what did you do today? Like, I remember one of my players asked me, oh, coach, what did you do today? And I was, and I was going to give him the traditional, uh, oh, you know, I was just working hard and, you know, it's just, it's been the grind, you know how it is, you know, just, just, you know, striving for greatness and all this kind of stuff, like all these like motivational things about hard work and just struggling. And then, you know, I, I just started answering. I was like, no, we didn't do much today. Went to the playground. Kids watched a lot of TV. You know, uh, oh, we, I played with my daughter with creating words on an iPad. And yeah, that was about it. That was our day, you know, like and being comfortable in that. Right. And being honest and, and genuine and, and not feeling like I have to uphold this standard of, oh, I'm a man and I need to like like have this kind of like, you know, suit on and with a briefcase and, you know, work, you know, 60 hours a week, so 80 hour weeks and stuff to be considered a good father and a man. Right. It's like kind of dealing with all of that. And um, it's, it's different, you know, it, it's, 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 it's interesting, but, you know, unschooling just really calls you to question so much. And um, but it also at the same time, it's kind of a breath of fresh air when you, finally do get through the darkness and the confusion and you get to the other side it's like it's almost like the the plato um um allegory of the cave i'm not, i'm sorry i'm the oh, history guy <laughs> history buff guy you're like oh my god here we go but um you know where this where they're in this cave and they just see shadows on the wall i'm not even sure are you familiar with it yeah, yeah they see the shadows on the wall but then the one guy he gets out of the cave and he like steps into the light and he's blinded you know and he can't really see and it like hurts his eyes like like when you get that moment, but then when your eyes adjust and you can actually see the brightness and the beauty of the world, 
It's like, that's, that's how I have those flashes of those moments where I'm blinded, like, and it hurts and it's painful. But then at the same time, it's, you can see, you know, when your eyes adjust, you see the beauty of this unschooling process. Oh yeah, no, that is a beautiful metaphor for, for the journey, right? Because we are in the cave, like those shadows are like the systems that we've just absorbed and learned growing up and just adopted for ourselves because that's just the way we do things, right? And to realize to take that moment to step out and yeah, it's not easy. I don't think anybody is ever said, oh, this was so easy, all this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, all this work I have to do to my, on myself, all these questions, all right. like all of a sudden, <laughs> everything's up like that's one of the things too like that people can can choose because yeah everything can be up for question um what and and it's very overwhelming and it can be very overwhelming and i think for me anyway kind of one of the best pieces of of um experience or advice that i got was really um to kind of dig into one at a time or, or just a handful at a time, as in just the one that's rubbing. You know what? If you're just starting on schooling and, you know, you have a bedtime and nobody's frustrated with it, well, just keep it for now because there are all sorts of other things. Like, what's the rub right now? Yeah. What what do you find? Um, what do you and your kids have a hard time with moving through that? What is disconnecting like that is going to be where you're going to get the most bang for your buck right now in peeling back the layers that are or the weight that's on that particular kind of interaction. You know, whether it's I'm really uncomfortable with how much TV they're watching <laughs> yeah. or or, you know, whatever the rub is for us that is usually a great clue that that's the next thing that we probably want to dive into, right? That's going to give us um, some progress, um, some movement forward and improve our relationship. Yeah. Right. And, and then something, once that kind of gets resolved, then something else will bubble up. Like over time, that's, that is, for me anyway, was a more helpful approach, like kind of dig into one. Because if I, you know, stood up, looked around, oh, you know, I have to say yes all the time. I had no bedtimes, eat anything they want, like all the things that are supposed to be. And I have to just let them all go. Um, that's a lot of things for me to process. Like my head would be yeah. <laughs> all over. them to process even. Yes. Know? Exactly, exactly. All of a sudden, their life changes drastically when, um, and, and none of us know what to do instead, right? It's okay, I'm not going to control them and tell them what to do. So, but that's all I know. So I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to sit back and do nothing. Yet, instead, that's, that's not what unschooling is at all. Um, you'll hear like unparenting kind of phrases thrown around around that situation. But what I can do instead is, is play with and explore and figure out what I'm going to do instead. Yeah. And that instead is the connection. I'm not going to control them, but I'm going to connect with them. I'm having conversations with them. I'm learning about myself, that self-awareness piece, and I'm sharing that so that they start to become uh, more self-aware of what they're doing. And then we can start having conversations where we can say, oh, 
this doesn't seem to be working out really well for us. What are some other things that we can do? Like we always seem to butt heads when X and you're developing that level of trust and that level of connection and relationships such that they don't feel you're not trying to control them. This isn't like another way to control them, right? You don't, you're not expecting them to give the right answer. You're looking for the answer that it feels truthful to them. And that's not like a switch that you can turn on and off. So to try and do it, manage it in like multiple areas is, is super hard. But if we can look at one, Hey, we're, you know, we're button heads here, or this isn't feeling good to me, but we have to pull enough layers back so that we can explain what isn't feeling good to me. Like, why isn't, and again, that why question, why isn't that feeling good? Because we need to share that. We need to understand to that level to help figure out a way through it. Because if we are stuck at the, I'm uncomfortable about this, if we stay up there, our understanding, then the solution is for them to stop doing this, mm. right? And then you're back at control. It's like, yes, no. And, and I'm the arbiter of what is comfortable for me. You can or you can't do it. And that's what we're trying to move away from. But I need to understand it at a level um, for myself so that I can bring that to the conversation. So maybe I realize that them watching a lot of TV, what's uncomfortable to me is actually because it's really loud. And, it, you know, it just gnaws at my brain throughout the day or something. But so the answer doesn't have to be stop turning it on. It could be things like moving it to another room or getting some headphones for them or getting some headphones for me. You know, there are so many possibilities, but until I understand what's kind of at the root of my discomfort with the thing, it's really hard to come up with creative ways to move forward that will work for everyone. Because if I stay stuck at the top of my, just with my, I'm uncomfortable, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, and control is really the only solution I can see, right? I can't be open to. Yeah. Yeah. Like biting off more than you can chew is um it's been in that for me, like I guess the the trigger or the aha moment that I had with that was that the 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 lack of timelines. And you know, there's no real gap, you know, the learning gap and all this kind of stuff that you hear. It's like um when you realize, okay. That if that's fake news, okay, I understand that's not real. So they can spend, we can go do work through this process slowly. Like, like I even said, my de-schooling process has been so slow, right? I want it to be faster just because yeah. I wanted to, I want to get to the other side, obviously. Because yeah, want- well, but we've got we've ingrained that too, haven't yeah. we? Because yeah. to be good at something, we need to do it quickly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I want to be good at this thing. So I want to do it fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, so, you know, and, you know, and once you realize, oh, there's no timeline that I have to really f- like uh, that I'm tied to. Right. Then you can focus on these little moments. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you said it so beautifully, like it's it allows you to build a relationship and an understanding with yourself, with your kids. And and you can work through that you're watching too much TV because I'm nervous that you're wasting your time. Right. And, and I was like, okay, so, but there's no real timelines. Right. And she's learning so much when she's watching this TV. Right. Like I'm seeing it. Like I see her in our conversation. I see it. And, um, and you know what she, and she's also sharing with me what she's interested in, which gives me a clue to 
you know, maybe show or introduce her to other things, you know? So it's, it's, it's all of this kind of, you know, when you take those baby steps and you don't, you know, um, just try to, you know, eat the whole buffet at one time, it, it helps, it helps strengthen and grow um, this whole um, process. Cause like you said, you're constantly de-schooling, right. And that's, 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 I think that's a part of it because you're constantly just doing one thing at a time, whether it's bedtime, whether it's TV time or screen time or whatever, whether it's, um, you know, how their kids are interacting with each other. You're dealing with these little issues or these little conflicts or these little moments all the time. And, and through dealing with it, you build a bond, you build a connection, you build an understanding. And that's the part that it's so hard to explain that to other people that like, don't, you know what I mean? It's like that we we've been talking, I don't know how long we've been talking, but like to get to this moment right here, because so when somebody says, Oh, but uh, yeah, why don't you, you know, why don't you, um, you know, spank or why don't you do this? Or why don't you give it for them to do this? Or they, you allow them to say no to something like, and it's, and it's like, it's so hard to explain that, you know, it's like, you got to go through all these steps and it's like, Oh my goodness. I know. um, Imagine our journey, how long (laughs) it's been, you know, and us and the depth that it's taken us to envision that we can communicate that in a couple of sentences and somebody else will say, Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, No, (laughs) like, no, uh I could have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so, so interesting. And I want to say like, that's one of the reasons I love these de-schooling conversations too, because this de-schooling piece, this processing piece is so valuable. Like it it really needs to be done. Uh, You know, you can come to unschooling and you can go and you can find, okay, I want to be a really good unschooler. What are the rules? What do I have to do? You know, and you can read around a bit and you can find the list. And it's like, okay, if you go off and do that, it's like, okay, this is the way it's supposed to be. So I'm just going to push down my resistance and ignore my resistance because this is what I want to be. That is just a recipe for a crash in the future, right? Because um, the this process of peeling back those layers and understanding why these choices, like how these choices make sense in the bigger picture, building this foundation of understanding unschooling and how it works. And then you quickly understand, you know, um, get to the relationships and then you, you start diving into moving from control to connection in your relationships and, and just exploring and thinking about how, about power in relationships and, and how you want that to look like, like that work is vital for unschooling to thrive, I think. And, and without a lot of that processing too, I think you may get to situations where a child grows up just feeling unmoored right? Like you were talking about where, you know, I would have liked structure. So, you know, maybe more conversations with that person, you know, may have been helpful to see how they're feeling and to see how they like their days to unfold. Like there's nothing wrong with routines and structure to our days when that is how we like to be in the world. Like that to me is kind of the goal of unschooling. My goal was to help my kids figure out the joy, which is different than the happiness. Like there's happy moments and there's sad moments and there's 
but there's a root of joy that runs through all those because I have um, agency in my own life. I have power over my choices, you know, and to help them explore the ways to be and the ways to move through their days that work for them and who they are as a person um, can be. It's like, to me, that that's where the lifeblood of unschooling is, right? It's not in, this is the way we do unschooling, you know, y'all deal with it kind of thing. <laughs> I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the growing podcast archive. The conversations never go out of date. You can find more information about my books, the Living Joyfully Network online community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit online course at my website, livingjoyfully.ca.